0: every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The live view pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, we got our 15 minutes up on the clock. Let's talk about today some of the differences between driver swings and iron swings, right? When we do a video uh, on YouTube, for instance, a lot of the times we'll use a seven iron. And one of the first questions that'll come up would be, you know, if we're doing a shift video or a right arm bend video, whatever it might be. And we're just happened to the, say if it's a gears video, the the pros just swinging an iron, um, you know, one of the first questions will be, does the same thing apply to a driver? And it's a valid question because I think a lot of folks are really under the impression that you have two distinctly different swings. And in some cases they're different, but in many cases they're the same. And you know, it's rare that you'll see the best players in the world. So who, who would come to mind, let's say over the last 20 years, who would be the best driver? Like if you had to hit a fairway long and straight for your life, who would you want hitting that shot for you?
1: McElroy, probably.
0: Okay. What about iron play? If you had a 200-yard approach or a 150-yard approach, like it's rarely going to be the same guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then if you had a 30-yard pitch shot, probably going to be a different guy on top of it. Mm-hmm. So there are enough differences where very rarely, like generationally, very rarely will, the se- will one guy dominate all three of those categories. Mm-hmm. Right. Tiger did it probably it was the last one to do it for a short time. Yeah. And and he won everything that he entered. But mostly you're <laughs> going to have, you know, players are going to be biased to either better drivers or better iron players or better wedge players and it's how you improve the ones that you don't do that really make the difference. So with regards to just the difference, and we'll leave the wedges out for this this episode, but with regards to the differences between irons and drivers, let's talk about some of the similarities first. Setup right. wise, you still like to see a neutral setup, so pretty neutral spine, level hips, you know, fairly square setup with both.
1: Yeah, the the main difference is, you know, you're gonna be a little bit and I see this a lot, I teach it too, you're obviously a little bit taller with the driver, mm-hmm. with, with the posture, and then your arms will be out a little bit more, not so far under. Yeah, they won't, they won't right hang directly under the shoulders, right? And, and that's confusing because, you know, I took a lot of lessons from a, um, a high-level teacher, and he is under the, well, was what he taught was that you just make the same setup with every single club in regards to your body position and your hand position, just put a different club in there like yeah, a machine. It's not something it we see with the – this. With just the, doesn't work like
0: that. The gears images for sure.
1: Nope. Uh, so that, that that's it. And then you have a little more right shoulder lower, mm-hmm. a little more shoulder pitch, not spine tip to the right really per se. Just because of the width of the stance and the ball position, you'll have a little more angle um, with your shoulders kind of tilted.
0: Yeah, ball position is an interesting one because we'll see – we gave a lesson yesterday. The first driver the guy hit, it's like where are you aiming this at? We were out at the range. He was like, "Where are you aiming this at?" He goes, "Same target, but because the ball was up there by his front foot in his setup, instead of lowering his right shoulder like you're talking about, he just turned his chest to face the ball. So his chest and shoulders were now 20 degrees open, aligned yeah. way yeah. out to the left, and he swung that direction. So you 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 want to make sure that tilts there so you don't just flare the shoulders open and start there because you'll eventually start swinging that direction. And that's not fun with a driver in your hands. Nope. All right. So is there, do you like to see still a shift off the ball?
1: Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. There's going to be a little bit of motion off the ball with both irons and driver. So that one's similar.
0: Yep. For irons, we typically see good players an inch to two inches. Driver is about inch and a half to two and a half inches. So very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, the same with the lead arm moving across the chest and the right elbow bend. Pretty similar there.
1: Yep. You might get a little longer swing with the driver just from the sheer momentum. Right. Um, Trying to, you know, crank up a little more, I guess, for the club head speed. But similar positioning with the arms.
0: Yeah, you're going to see typically more rotation, too, with the driver. Mm-hmm. Just a bigger swing, bigger arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about downswing? Still want to see a recenter. center
1: Yep, absolutely. Yep,
0: still see that with both irons and drivers. What about forward lateral forward movement?
1: Still going to have the forward movement. Yep, I, w- I would say, um, as you come to the ball, just from the, the idea of, hitting up a little more, the the driver swing, you'll be a little more tilted back at impact than you would the iron you're not quite as on top with the chest wouldn't you say
0: yeah let's say if a if a a guy is let's say five inches forward with his pelvis on a seven iron right he's over there on top of it covering the ball and typically guys are going to put this goes back to the ball position being important guys are going to put the center of their pelvis at impact right on the leading edge of the golf ball so it's up there it's one of the reasons why you don't want a bad, a back ball position. So let's say it's five inches forward. Upper body will be at impact two, two and a half inches forward. So pretty much half of what the, the hips move forward. With the driver, we'll probably see four inches forward with the same guy, maybe one inch forward. So it's very similar, just not quite the same amount, slightly less.
1: Yeah, a little bit less and a little more difference between the upper and lower maybe, just right. a tiny bit. Right, yeah. yeah.
0: So instead of maybe two inches for the iron, yeah. it's maybe three inches. Got it. But they're still, at least to where they were, at set up, if not forward with the chest, right? So everything is still mm-hmm. moving forward. We don't really want to see you farther back than where you set up from impact to, uh, or address to impact.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay,
0: what about lag or forward shaft lean?
1: So this is a this is a good one and and I think um, this can mess people up. So you know the irons you've got some forward shaft lean, you know based on a couple things, the ball position, and then a little more shifted on top of it, right? You're trying to keep the dynamic loft down to drive the ball out, you know, to compress it out there, however you want to say it. Around
0: seven to ten degrees is pretty typical yep. for high end players.
1: Now the driver we want that to line up for impact let's say so you want it kind of 90 degrees straight up and down when you make contact and what a lot of people don't realize to do that let's say you got the same golfer they have to let that driver start releasing a, a little bit sooner if you try to la- overlag the driver and you actually succeed you're going to have the hands so far ahead that all you do is hit these like push blocks all day long um, which I know because I'm guilty of that so I, I have to start I was taught to really drive the hands uh, a while ago growing up even and I have to feel like I throw the driver a little bit to get it to line up better and I drive it so much better that way just trying to get a 90 degree shaft angle at impact
0: yeah we had um, uh, we're doing an online lesson with a young lady and she was good player right high school age player and she was just said I'm just slicing it. I can't stop slicing And her entire rehearsal was basically how you would rehearse like a lob wedge. She would bring the driver down and take the hands way out past the left leg. She's a right-handed golfer. So take the hands really forward way out past the left leg. And the shaft, she would stop it, and the shaft would be two or three inches or two or three feet above the ground, right? So she would just kind of rehearse that delivery phase and never, you know, take the club to the ball. But when you do that, the face is pointing so far to the right. So all she was training herself to do was not release the club. And it took a little while to convince her to make that toe start moving much faster than what she was feeling. And she had just trained herself thousands and thousands of times every week not to do that.
1: But you're exactly right. You know, at
0: at setup with a driver, most driver shafts are gonna be leaned backwards.
1: Some of the best drivers of the ball of all time had the shaft leaning backwards. Right.
0: So, to have it at 90 at impact, there is forward shaft lean from backwards, but there's not forward shaft lean past 90 degrees. Yeah. So, you're not trying to lean it and de loft the driver necessarily.
1: Just straight up and down, and become a really good driver of the ball.
0: Right. Exactly right. And I don't think people realize enough that you know, with a steel shaft even, there's torque in a steel shaft. So what you're doing, especially on the downswing when the club's moving fast, what you're doing with the grip into the club isn't translating at the same time to the head into the club. So let's say you're closing the grip, right? There's going to be a lag difference there with the head. Now, if you put a graphite shaft in your hands, that's going to be even more. So guys who are trying to You know, open, 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 lean, 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 then square it late. It never gets to the club head in time, even though you feel yourself doing it with the hands. There's a tremendous amount of, and especially depending on the shaft and flex, of lag there, high MOI, right? The driver head is built to resist twisting. So if you're late trying to close the face, you're going to (laughs) be, you're not going to have a closed face very often
1: yeah a lot of you need to start closing that face a lot earlier coming out of the top you'll have a much better chance than trying to do it if you're trying to do it at the ball it's really not going to show up till the ball's already gone yeah i think that's where people miss the boat i had a guy in one of the elite guys in in an online lesson yesterday and i I told him just start turning the face he he was an over-the-top guy i said hey just start turning turning the face down toward the ground behind you he's like what yeah I'm like i've never felt anything like that and he hit like these two high draws and he's like i've never hit a draw in my life but the sensations to do it have to be so much earlier than what most people are used to
0: one of the parameters and gears that we can measure is shaft twist right when do they when does the shaft start twisting closed and you put the pro up pro after pro that's really starting to close right out of the top then you put the ams up and a lot of them it will open out of the top and then you see the rapid increase down by the ball, but it rarely gets there in the time. So I'll use the whole downswing to, to uh, square the shaft or try to line it up, as you say. you got a really good analogy uh, that, that you put in your book um, with a um, like a semi, like a tractor trailer. Yeah. Talk about that.
1: Yeah, so, you know, if you think about a sports car going around a corner, it'd be like a pitching wedge. You can let that release happen a lot later cause you're looking for shaft lean, right? Mm-hmm. And you can compress the ball and have the shaft for, it. but the driver it's almost like an 18 wheeler, it needs more time and to make a wider turn, so you might have to start putting torque in the club to square and release it earlier for it to line up to impact. And to me when I we, we um we put that in the book, I wrote it with Mike Jacobs years ago. It's called Swing Tips You Should Forget. I think it's still out there for sale, but I thought that was that one helps me. I use it all the time in golf lessons like you guys are trying to pull the handle the club past the ball like Mike was saying, if that's your intent, you're never ever gonna do anything but slice the ball off the planet and leave the face wide open. It's just not gonna happen.
0: Yeah, and David has a really good uh, way of talking about it in his uh, you know, when he does uh, like outings and when he's speaking his to clinics. a group. He'll have uh he'll actually hold both clubs in the hand, right? Mm-hmm and swing both.
1: He does. He take he'll take a like a lob wedge and say, okay, He'll just spin it around in his hand and make a circle. And he'll say, This circle is a lob wedge. It doesn't take very long, but this driver, it takes it longer to swing. It's a bigger arc. So, you, so and that ties into what we just said. Longer swing, it needs to start releasing out gradually so you can finally line it up for impact. And um, a lot of you they have been, it's just been ingrained in, in golfers for so long to pull with the grip and lag it hard. And when you do that, the club can kind of jackknife and, a lot of you just can't square it up like that. Give it more time to release and square on the downswing, and uh, you might be surprised at how well you start hitting the driver. Yeah, and
0: David Toms, who we're talking about, is maybe one of the all-time greatest at squaring the club fence.
1: I mean, this guy's the most phenomenal ball strike I've ever seen in my life. Yeah.
0: So a lot of similarities, right? we got the shifting. We're going to have pressure shifts are going to be similar to some respects. Uh, they will, depending on angle of attack, the driver pressure shift. I've seen them look like, and this is not. It, it doesn't mean that if you're a short hitter, your 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 trace will look like an iron. If you're a long hitter, you'll have that Z trace or whatever it's called. Not the case. And guys swing at 130 miles an hour, that their pressure trace with a driver looks exactly like it does with an eight iron. So it, yeah, th- there's more factors. You don't have to involved. hop
1: that foot around. Yeah,
0: there's more factors involved with that. But the timing of that, the movement of that, everybody is still forward at left arm parallel in the downswing. So those two things are the same. Setups are very similar. You're obviously going to be a wider base with a driver than you would a 7-iron. You're still looking for the same arm structure at the top, right? Moving into the top and bigger rotation with the driver. But the, the key difference, no question, that we see every single day in lessons is when does the golfer square the face? Start squaring the face, right? We all want it square at the ball. But one, you're going to have much more uh, margin for error than the other. And the the driver's got less loft. You don't have to hit it off the ground usually, but less loft and a longer shaft and a softer shaft and a more flexible shaft than a steel shaft and iron. You have to get it started early or you're going to pay the penalty late. That's right. So, not a lot of differences, but there are some key differences between the two. And if you recognize those, you can adjust for them. Don't try to lean the shaft really far with a driver. Don't try to lean your iron shaft backwards. Right. Make sure the goal that you're trying to do is the right goal and, uh, so you can work on it. All right, that covers us. We're just a couple seconds over. Anything else we need to talk about for this episode?
1: No, I think that's good. We've been getting this question a lot, so hopefully that that clears it up. And if you guys are enjoying these, please go over to iTunes and click subscribe uh leave us a five-star review and a written review if you have the time it helps more golfers find the podcast and we're trying to help as many of you guys as we can okay let's do that
0: thanks for listening we'll see you on the next one